0: Hello and welcome back to TTC While LGBT. I am your host, Danielle Marie, and today I have my first very special guest. I'm special? Yeah, you're special. Thanks, babe. So, this is my spouse, <laughs> Heather. It's me. You have followed me on social media. You've seen me post about Heather, um, or if you followed our family channel on YouTube, House Newell, or our Instagram. So, but yeah. We're here today, and we are going to be talking about sperm donors.
1: Fun! (laughs) Woohoo!
0: So, pretty much, I know that this is something that any female-female couples have to deal with, I mean, or if you are needing donor sperm for any other reason. um, I just want to kind of, like, again, like last week, I just kind of want to make this a more, like, chatty episode and not really, like, dump a bunch of information on y'all, I will have a blog post with a bunch of this information in it. So if you kind of want more of the logistics of cryobanks and sperm donors and all of that stuff, you can take a deep dive into my blog post on daniellemariemedia.com. And it's under the TTCY LGBT tab under blogs. Let's first talk about our decision on like what, how we chose our donors because in the span of time that we have been doing this we've had three different donors yes yeah
1: I had to think about that for a second yeah like, we did I thought <laughs> yeah. it was two
0: no yeah we've had three donors yes I like barely count the home insemination I know ones, I think, yeah that's kind of what I was I
1: think that's kind of what I was thinking yeah
0: our first one since we were doing an IUI we tried really hard to make it Sure that the donor looked like Heather.
1: Yeah, we wanted features similar to me since you were the one carrying yeah. and providing the egg.
0: Yeah. So and let me tell you, it was really hard. Well, should
1: we say like the reason why? So the reason because obviously since we couldn't con- conceive naturally together, right. we had we were trying to come up with a way. Where if we could conceive a baby together, it was going to be the highest percentage, yeah. um, you know, of yeah, like so it our, looking like if we could make a baby.
0: Yeah, so our choice, yeah. So every time we were making any sort of decision on what the donor looked like, it was whichever spouse was, providing was the not egg. going to be, yeah, biologically attached, that's yeah. what we wanted the donor to look like. Yeah. We kind of went through an interesting pathway for um, our genetic testing when I was tested to make sure that the sperm would be compatible to myself. And I did have a gene mutation. I was like,
1: yeah, what is it called? <laughs>
0: yeah, technically it's a gene mutation, only to find out later that the gene mutation that I have is not that deep. Mm-hmm. And we spent a lot of stress, like... Because they, they
1: scared the crap out of us oh, with, yeah. with it.
0: So if you've listened to um, either episode one or episode four, when I talked about finding the right doctor, yeah, the second doctor that we went to, that we actually did inseminations with, they scared the living daylights out of us when it came to this genetic testing, to the point where
1: Basically, if nothing is, if everything is not everything is literally completely perfect, yeah, your baby's gonna be really jacked up,
0: yeah, or like. like the, the baby is gonna die before it instantly. And so, yeah. yeah, it was. Like,
1: they terrified us,
0: and so I literally, I think there's even a video of this on YouTube of me just sobbing about genetic Probably. testing and all that stuff because the donor we wanted to use wasn't tested, and yeah. for them to test him, it would be like thousands it was of be dollars. So much money. It was just like so hard. And I should also say this, I don't think I'm ever going to do a episode on genetic testing itself just because I'm not a doctor. And so I feel like it'd be silly for me to, you know, do that. But honestly, when you're being tested for any sort of genetic mutations, you only need like... The basics. So pretty much anything that the sperm donors are tested for is all of the things that you should be tested for. And it shouldn't be anything deeper than that. Unless unless you know that there's like some gene
1: I was just gonna say that specifically runs in your family, right. that you know there's a high risk, something like that. Then yeah. yes, take those precautions. Yeah. But don't just let the doctor say There is a potential of this one rare thing that there is a one in bajillion percent like likelihood of happening and then if you don't do it, it's gonna happen to you.
0: Right. So just be careful of that. Okay, back to sperm donors. So and then at the end of the day, even with the genetic testing, we literally said F it and we ended up going with the donor that wasn't tested for my gene mutation anyway. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because we were kind of like limited time and it was just like and it was like the one one of many things during this time with this doctor that we were literally just like, screw it. This isn't worth it. Like, we're just going to do whatever we want to do. And we should have just trusted our gut more with that. But. Right. Yeah. So the first donor that we chose was from Fairfax, which what? is oh, was, yeah. in Virginia, I believe. Yeah. Um, so there are three major cryobanks. And I say major. There's many, many, many a lot, smaller. Uh, cryobanks, but the three main ones are Fairfax, California Cryo, and Seattle. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> and then the Seattle Sperm Bank. We went through, we did go through profiles on all three. Mm-hmm. And I remember we, like...
1: We were even trying to make sure we could because you could, like, pay for, subscri- like, profiles so you yeah. could, like, get more information. We were trying to do the free ones so we could do all
0: yeah all
1: three and stuff. Yeah,
0: and so, like, you got, yeah, like, certain perks <clears throat> with certain websites. So we See went through... See more info, yeah. Yeah, so we went through all three cryobanks and just kind of, like, eliminated until we found one. And I remember, like, I remember it being, like, the donor... Had a lot of features that were very similar to Heather. But the thing that sticks out to me is that one of his interests was motorcycles. And I don't know why I, like, remember that, but I do. I
1: didn't remember that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, it just, like... And I would also say when choosing a sperm donor, be patient with yourself and your spouse. And honestly, like, it's not going to be perfect. And unfortunately, in every situation, like, there will be sacrifice but what I would also right, yeah,
1: you're not going to find the one person that takes right. literally all of your boxes right. perfectly. Exactly.
0: Um. Honestly, like what I, my advice is to make sure that they tick the most important things that they should tick are the medical right. things, and then everything after Same, that. Yeah, medical matter. would
1: be obviously the most important yeah. because realistically, that's that's what you want to make sure you're you know you're taking into consideration the health of yourself and. The, and the potential baby. Yeah. Then after that, and then then you can get into certain like maybe certain features, but but like a lot of stuff that they show you right away are all the interests yeah. and like realistically, okay, they like guitar. Okay, yeah. well, who cares we like guitar? You might still have a baby that ra- that you raise in your household that that never even has seen a guitar before, like yeah. and, and whether they like it or not, it doesn't. It literally doesn't matter. Their yeah. interests are still going to be their interests. And it's going to be in your household with your stuff. Like, it's not, yeah. it's not the same. So, yeah. medical first, then maybe features, because yeah. that's what you want to take in consideration if you're trying to do, like, what we did. Right. With, so, like, the blending of our features. Right.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like, at the end of the day, it's never <laughs> going to be perfect. Right. So, and like I've said in many episodes, like I understand that this process is very long and arduous and hard, and some of these things are just not as deep as you think they are when
1: you first get it. Yeah, like you, yeah. like I would, I want an Ivy League, mm-hmm. you know, educated, da da da, and we, no, like I want. I want a healthy baby. Right. You know, like, yeah. that's, that's what the most, you go yeah. into it thinking like, I want someone who's artistic and I want that, I don't care if they can even tell you what a crayon is. Like if they tick all the medical boxes, yeah, that's the important thing. right?
0: Well, even like when it comes to like, I want a donor with brown hair or right. blue eyes, like your kids might not come out right. that way. Right. Right. So, Either way. Right. Yeah. So Like I like, said,
1: that's, I mean, that was like something that we ended up wanting to do and we kind of were trying to blend that, but like. I mean, even our last one that we ended up going with to get Garrett, we didn't, we didn't like have that, like some of their his features right. on our original ideal list. Like mm-hmm. that's our perfect spot. Like, no, yeah. but that's the thing where you have to give,
0: yeah.
1: you know, there's give and take as yeah. long as the important stuff is there, then yeah, you might have to sacrifice a couple of the other things yeah. that aren't as, as big of a deal.
0: Yeah. So, so that was our first owner. And then we switched to second Sperm bank. It was a smaller sperm bank. I honestly, at this point, don't even remember <laughs> the name of it. I literally, yeah. Because we, it was one of the only sperm banks that didn't require a the doctor, doctor yeah. sign off yep. to, ris- to get it shipped to you. To so, get it,
1: yeah, because we had to ship directly to... Yeah,
0: to our house. And I remember we settled hard
1: <laughs> for mm-hmm.
0: this dude. Like, I don't... Honestly, I don't even remember anything, like, Mm-mm. about what do you look like or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I don't even like it. Cause it was even the website was super bare bones compared bare, yeah. Yeah. to yeah. Fairfax and California. Yeah. Rial. The
1: level of detail and the depth of like yeah. questions and stuff wasn't
0: Yeah. the same. <laughs> so it was just, it was definitely a give and take, but we were, you know, just trying to go a little bit cheaper, just seeing like, Hey, like let's try this. It's see worked if it for sticks. other people. Why can't yeah. it
1: maybe, you know, maybe it'll work for us yeah. doing it at home at home.
0: Yeah. So, then we'll just fast forward because that doesn't really matter. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. One, <laughs> it, didn't it didn't work. work anyway, and yeah. two, it probably would have never worked because of my polyps oh, and all of my yeah. other issues. So whatever. Fast forward. <laughs> fast forward to when we finally meet the doctor of our dreams, oh. and um, and we decide that we're gonna do reciprocal IVF. And I don't know if I've ever like put this in perspective before, but like. It was a huge deal that Heather made the decision to do the egg retrieval, like oh, to do for, yeah. reciprocal IVF. I honestly never thought we'd be looking for a donor that looked, that looked like, like
1: me. like
0: you. <laughs> Which, let me tell you.
1: Well, yeah, because at first, we didn't even really realize reciprocal was an option, right? you know, so...
0: So, well, that and... It's really hard. I'm tall, so I know if you, like, follow us on social media or whatever... I feel like people, like, don't understand. Like, I'm 5'10", like, 5'10 and a half on a good day. Yeah. And to find tall donors is surprisingly difficult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, ironically, we ended up with a 6'5 a super tall ginger <laughs> <laughs> redhead. And what's crazy, though, is his baby <laughs> pictures look very, very similar to a lot of men on my dad's side of the family. So, right, it so was, like... It
1: ended up being kind of perfect. Er, er, yeah. But that's another another testament to, like... We had no intentions going... We obviously weren't looking for someone that's a ginger specifically. No. Like, that was just... It just... It is what it is. It's just that's who it was. And then, like like you said with the picture thing, like, it ended up being someone, like, perfectly suited to maybe have the best match for us. Like, it just worked.
0: Yeah. And I mean, who knows? Like, if we... I mean, we...
1: But he was a giant.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we've gone back and forth on, like, after this, our next... Retrieval if we're going to be done, if we're mm-hmm. going to continue. We only have one vial of, of sperm left with this donor. Um, yeah, so we have one is, embryo and
1: then we have one yeah, vial of vial sperm. sperm. And he yeah. is
0: no longer donating. So yeah. then we'd have to possibly make another.
1: We have to choose, yeah, another decision. person. Yeah. So if we, yeah, if we, if we make the decision to keep going, right. we then would also have to completely choose a new donor and start, right. we have literally start all yeah. over.
0: So one of the things I also want to kind of tackle going back to our first donor or just donors in general. Um, one thing that I think it was really important for us, not in the beginning, but now it is very important to us when choosing a sperm donor that they are an open donor
1: yes we yeah because when the very first time we were looking we picked that clothes. we didn't really yeah. yeah we didn't really i don't i think we like we kind of thought about it a little bit but like we were so we were so focused on other things yeah. that we didn't give it the thought that it really truly deserved right. and i don't think we thought about it from our perspective yeah. of as well like well what do we want not necessarily what does a donor want but what do we want yeah. like and we chose later on we wanted to go with someone potentially open, not because we plan on reaching out, not that we plan on pushing right. any future children to into reaching out, but we don't, we also don't want to take that decision away from our future children.
0: Right. Yeah. And so I mean, that's,
1: and that's it each, that's a couple by yes. couple decision. We are yeah. not saying that you absolutely have to do that. That was where we yeah. landed. Yep.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing is like there, I genuinely, I understand going the other way. Like 100%. I'm, I mean, I'm, we did, we went that way at yeah, first. That's yeah. exactly what our... And, And I'm not even saying, like, our choice was that because we were just uninformed Mm -hmm. and just kind of, like, we really, of all the things we thought about when it came to baby making, we we just didn't think about it. We just
1: didn't give that as much thought.
0: And I think bringing that to the forefront, I think that is something that you should think about and really make that decision before you make any other decisions. And Mm -hmm. the one thing I will warn is that it is a lot easier to get a closed donor mm-hmm. um which i understand are hard i
1: understand that's like there's a lot of people that's like hey yeah i'm i'm doing this to help other people i'm doing I'm this to make my hundred
0: dollars <laughs> right
1: i mean shoot some people are just doing it for the quick cash yeah some people are doing it with great intentions and wanting to help other people and mm-hmm. whatever they can do but they don't want they don't want to be reached out to and i totally right. understand that because i mean shoot i might if i was on that side of it right. i might not be like oh, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know you know yeah so like i totally get that yeah. but yeah we just didn't really think about it we didn't fully flesh it out when right. we first were yeah. doing that.
0: So, yeah. I genuinely just, like, tell everyone now, like, that we've, like, kind of, like, not learned our lesson, but just kind of, like, we've lived and learned mm-hmm. through it. Just, like, make that a part of, like, your initial conversation. That, yeah. Like, in the same conversation as, as that you're, you're As about, a couple, because
1: you yeah. need to come to a consensus. Right.
0: Literally just talk, like, while you're talking about, like, well, what do we want the donor to look like? That should be a part of that conversation. Same.
1: Yeah. The same conversation.
0: Yeah. And never pick a donor before you are tested for your CMV Mm -hmm. because that can really throw a curveball you don't want to get you
1: don't want to get your heart set right on someone and then all of a sudden find out certain test results and then go oh we can't use this person and now you're going to be that much more stressed that's more that much more frustrated Mm -hmm. and you're going to make your that part of your journey that much harder in that time
0: so i don't know what cmv stands for (laughs) it's something with your it's something with being like contracting some sort of like cancer or some something and if you are cmv negative you can only i mean you can run the risk and get a positive donor but you really shouldn't. Right. <laughs> you can only have a negative. If you are CMV positive, you can do either one because it doesn't matter. Because right. you're already positive. So it's just something to think of because that limit I mean, like, if you're literally looking for an open donor who's C M V negative, da 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 like you're mm-hmm. gonna you're gonna go from like twenty options to two.
1: Well that and it's also probably going to push you into having to use one of those bigger
0: Right. Banks. Yeah.
1: Because if you, if you try to go through like a smaller, maybe Mm -hmm. somewhere more local and you have to realize there's only so many people donating to them. And then on top of it, you have to get these criteria before you can even get into the ones where I want them to have this type of ethnicity, this type of height, this type of genetics. Well, you got to cross those other lines before you can even get to that. So.
0: And another thing. Yeah. Like we have a local. Oh yeah. Bank. And they're, they literally only have 30 donors yeah so it's like you're really like so
1: out of 30 potential people like what are the odds of them beating both of those criteria like negative this negative Mm -hmm. that oh and then also now i want i do kind of have some preferences on what i want that person to look like and it's like well what are the odds right
0: yeah those are just all (laughs) things that you want to kind of think about and have a like real conversation with your spouse um in the vlog post i'm going to list a bunch of questions That you and your spouse should have answers to before even going into. So, I'm gonna give you like information on cryobanks and all that stuff, but then at the bottom, it'll be, I will have like a couple questions that you guys both need to think about before even starting to look at donors. But at the end of the day, just know that you are going to have to be a little bit flexible so Mm -hmm. just like keep that in mind right
1: you have to yeah you're gonna go like i mean i know we did the same thing i'm not making this an accusatory thing we did the same thing we went in thinking a certain way thinking like these are exactly what we want these are all these things and then it turns out oh well actually we kind of had to shift our perspective Mm -hmm. and like well maybe that part's not as important because this part is and right you know it just go into it you know open-minded and thinking and, and realizing that there there's gonna be some stuff that you have to you have to sacrifice yeah
0: so it's just yeah just keep it open mind but also like know what you want mm-hmm. right don't
1: in. like don't don't sacrifice on the medical right <laughs> you know don't go into it going well I really wanted someone healthy but I guess you know like yeah. no that's not you have to realize that it's the the more frivolous things like that, yeah. that's you know
0: yeah
1: I was like one big thing that I would say though that when you do sit down to do that, once you've gone through all the other steps, you know, you're you're ready for that part. When you sit down with your spouse and you're going over all these profiles and stuff like that, have fun with it too. Yeah. Like, I will tell you it was it was kind of like the weirdest date night we've ever had. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but it was but it was fun. We were like laughing about certain things, joking about certain things. I mean don't get me wrong, it got serious we were looking through the medical part, but like We literally were just referred to as like, this is like the weirdest date night ever. Like, Mm. but you have to have fun with it because at the end of the day, like you're also still, it's just a weird thing. Like you're picking out, we have to pick out a sperm donor. Like that's, it's just such a weird thing that don't overthink it and just make it fun. Yeah.
0: And that's like, I mean, and that's, you have to let yourself laugh in a lot of these situations Mm. because TTC is so heavy mm-hmm. and you just have to let yourself feel, let yourself feel all the feelings. So if you're right. going through sperm profiles and the dude's interest is something crazy or like, <laughs> yeah. or you know, like maybe there's, there's some websites who will put like their astrological sign right. on there or something like, you know, let your,
1: let yourself experience the joy where you can. Yeah. So if there's a part that you can make fun, Make it fun. Yeah. Because there's going to be a lot of parts that you're going to be mad. You're going to be stressed. You're going to be sad. You're going to have all these big, heavy, hard feelings. So why not enjoy the parts that you can enjoy? Right. And if that means sitting back with a bowl of popcorn with your laptop out in front of you and looking through all these profiles like it's a freaking dating website. Yeah. Well, then guess that's what you have to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like we did that. And then like there was another night that we like kind of made it a weird untraditional date night because we had to go through all this like training protocol mm-hmm. with our doctor because like we were oh, yeah. going into IVF. So we had to do like all of the like, Hey, this could happen you know, and it's like all, all the, the videos, things
1: the videos to just
0: scare you shitless.
1: Literally. It's like, Hey, but we're going you... to tell you do it. Like, right. It's literally, they, and she even like described it. She was like, Keep in mind, rare things are rare. Yes. Before you go into it, rare things are rare, and that's why they're called rare. Yeah. So go into this knowing that we just have to warn you. Yeah. We have to warn you. So yeah. it just take it with a grain of salt, you right. know?
0: exactly. And that's so, exactly
1: what it did. <laughs> yeah, that's what we
0: did.
1: It was definitely
0: scary, you yeah. know? It was
1: like, if we wouldn't have been warned, I probably would have cried. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> we would have been like, oh my God, like, why does anyone do why this? Why is that, yeah, I'm like, yeah. nothing's ever going to work. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's... Pretty much all I have on that. I do want to talk about each of our experiences going into choosing our donor. I don't know, like, I was also going to ask, like, because Garrett was Mm -hmm. biologically yours, Mm -hmm. I know I pointed out features that look like you, but, like, were you, when you first saw him, like were you looking I mean like I know we were going through a lot right but like was there any point that you were kind of like looking at him like I don't know like just, yours like, like trying to you? see like you and if him. i was trying to see me right since you were you are the biological attention well attachment. what's
1: what's really funny is i i didn't i don't know i didn't put a like a, a not a word to it um we, basically when we first saw garrett obviously there was a lot going on we were hanging out with just us with him for a little bit um, parents start arriving to come and support mm-hmm. us. And, uh, I think it was my mom that pointed out his nose. I was did. Was it you?
0: I did. You I... noticed it first? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So, I couldn't
0: it with two minutes on his Was it really? So I my, just remember, my, like, because
1: I ever see something about his nose, not really thinking anything, but it's like, in the moment when I first saw it, I didn't go, huh, that yeah. kind of looks like my family. But it wasn't until it was, like, verbalized that I went, oh, hey, yeah. that kind of okay. looks like my family nose. But, like, so, like, I noticed it, but didn't, like, consciously attach it. Yeah. The main thing that I, if anything, was just I saw how tall he was going to be, which is obviously the contributing factor from donor yeah which is exactly what we needed because your family is a bunch of giants yeah um and so that was the only chance that any future children we have would have at fitting in with your family yeah but that was obviously the my first yeah. thing was oh my god look at how long his fingers and his toes and stuff yeah. he was gonna be ginormous yeah
0: like his legs were the length of the rest of his body yeah yeah like he if you folded so him in half his feet would be on top of his head. Literally, yeah. Like, it was.
1: That's the only other thing I noticed yeah. was the nose thing. Like I said, until it, obviously it was you verbalizing it. Yeah. But until it was verbalized, that's when I went, "Oh, that's why." Because it looked like almost familiar to me. It looked like recognizable, but I just didn't like put yeah. two and two together until you I mean, like, said it. And
0: that makes sense too, because it's like I look at you all the time. Or like I'm you sorry. don't look at <laughs> you don't look at yourself. No, I ever it. All the time. It. But, like, you literally, like, you and Garrett literally have the same exact nose. Yeah. We, which is, yeah. like, and I didn't expect that. And I mean, like, Garrett was really little, so there wasn't a lot that we could There wasn't could, a lot of
1: detail. Yeah. There was... Right.
0: But, like, for that to be, like, that front was and the center. Yeah. Ex-
1: little, quite literally. <laughs> and you're like,
0: oh, okay. Like, yeah. Interesting. It'll be interesting to see, like, if we're lucky to have any more kids, mm-hmm. like, if.
1: What are their features? Like,
0: if they'll look, yeah, like similar. Because we've
1: even talked about that with, like, let's say this, uh, one of the other embryos that we have worked. Mm Mm-hmm. And obviously, they would be full sibling
0: yeah.
1: to Garrett. Yeah, and we've even talked about that. We're like, oh, like how crazy! Like, like obviously, we only saw the you know as detailed the features as we saw yeah. on Garrett, but it's like, wow, are we gonna then see anything from Garrett? Right. In, in future child, yeah. you know, whatever. Besides, obviously, looking for our own, but I guarantee he's like, I bet I guarantee you, we will look for similarities to Garrett before we look for them to, in ourselves. Like, oh, especially yeah. for me.
0: Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like my first thing will
1: be like nose, nose, legs, yeah, fingers, toes, yeah, you know, head, shoulders, knees, (laughs) and (laughs) toes. So yeah, the other thing that I noticed obviously was that he had dark hair, Mm -hmm. but then I think what's funny is obviously that could have changed later since obviously the donor was a redhead. So at first I'm mean, thinking like, yeah, my feature's definitely one out there, but yeah. at the same time, like who knows later on if it would have changed, yeah. but
0: well I mean, even like when my youngest sister was born, she was mm-hmm. born dark, dark hair, olive skin, and she was growing up, she was the most blonde and the most pale <laughs> of the four of us. So like it could literally change. Could, like, right, in a exactly. Blank.
1: So they had technically right off, right out the gate. Yeah, he had dark hair, and it's like okay, well that's kind of that's obviously my features too. But.
0: Yeah. So there's one thing mm. I want to ask you mm-hmm. because I I will never know what this feels like if our IUIs worked, mm-hmm. and so we weren't in reciprocal and you had no biological connection mm-hmm. to the child. I know you wouldn't feel any different. Do you have any feelings about other people who would think it's Diff, like it's not yours. So do I, I don't, I don't sorry, I don't, so like, okay. <laughs> ask it again. So if our IUIs worked mm-hmm. and your, the child was literally not biologically yours, biologically yours
1: and the yes, donor's. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Cause I feel like with Rosteva IVF biologically, I do have, like, I I know it's not my DNA, but biologically I am connected to this kid. So that's why I'm saying that for me, it's null and void. Right. But, or first I should say, did you have any fears that people would consider that child not yours because there's no biological connection to that child
1: i can honestly say that never crossed my mind um the thing that i was more nervous about and we had discussed it was my connection yeah directly to the child which I know I was overthinking all of that because that's part of what we discussed like I was like I was terrified about it even though I knew deep down in my soul that I was like I'm gonna love this kid like their biologically mine no matter what yeah but there was part of me that I was like and I think it's because I had seen it somewhere else and like of like certain like sometimes people just having a hard time connecting because of that and I was like well crap like I don't think that's me, but what if it's me and I just don't know. And like, that's what I was, I think maybe it was like, that was taking up too much of my brain space or something. Because if anything, I don't think, I mean, unless the the child and the parent are completely different looking in the sense of like race or ethnicity, I don't think it gets questioned that much. Right. So as long as, I mean, anywhere even near similar to me, I don't think I would have been, I don't think I anyway, I would have even got second looks. Right. So, I mean, maybe that's why it never entered my head.
0: Yeah. I'm even, like, thinking, like, maybe even, like, closer to home. Like, anyone who would know that the child isn't biologically yours. Oh, Like, yeah. did you fear... Yes. I'm just genuinely asking yes. cuz
1: um, I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah. But yes, I think I was thinking it more of just like outside when you're going to yeah. places, do you think yeah. people are going to go, aha, that's not their kid?" Yeah.
0: No, no,
1: um but yes, 100%. Um
0: And it's a valid it's a valid fear to have. Unfortunately, yeah,
1: a very close family member that I really, unfortunately, kind of I think actually confirmed my fears mm-hmm. um, based on statements that were made once we decided to do reciprocal. Yeah, IVF. That it was almost like a sense of relief. Yeah, that there was going to be that biological connection. Yeah. So yes, one hundred percent.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I thought that too. I never had that fear for myself. I've right. always had that feeling. Well, then, you.
1: okay, so then reversed, yeah. now that it is my egg. Yeah. Yes, you're carrying something like that. Do you think that anyone in your family...
0: No.
1: I mean, it's kind of easy to say that now, right, too, because we've <laughs> seen their reaction after we had Garrett. Yeah. So, like...
0: No, I, I genuinely don't think... Because
1: <laughs> they all immediately, like, yeah. both, you know, everyone immediate immediate family was yeah. like, yeah, that's yeah. our, our grandkid. That's our, you know, nephew, whatever. Like, that's, like, yeah. it was immediately, Yeah. Know.
0: I think, honestly, like, no. But, I mean, like, there has been a lot of people that Did we haven't... Did you hear that
1: before we had Garrett? Like, because, obviously, it confirmed it after... Afterwards, after Garrett yeah was born and passed and everything like that, we hundred percent got their reaction of that was our family too. You yeah. know, like but like before
0: I genuinely never even no. it never even crossed um, my mind. Like I was like, Yeah, like this is our This is my baby. baby yeah. yeah. This yeah. is my baby. So going back to you having a fear of connecting with our child. Did that fear go away as soon as you knew it was going to be biologically yours or was it just a genuine like a general? Did you yeah. did you feel any sense of relief knowing it was going to be biologically yours?
1: Not I okay, so it's it's weird cuz it's not that because it's just biologically like that's my egg, so that's my baby. But in the it just as soon as I was physically involved. Yeah. So it doesn't even matter whether I mean, in a crazy world, if I was carrying or something and you were providing, <laughs> <laughs> let's not even, you know what I'm saying? We're not going <clears> to <throat>
0: entertain that. But like that. I say,
1: like, if that was a situation, like if I was literally in your shoes, right? Yeah. And technically I am taking now your egg and mm-hmm. the only biological aspect that I now have is that I'm physically going to carry him. I'm physically going to, you know, like do all this whatever. I would feel like the same as long as there's a physical involvement. Yeah. So the second that I had a physical involvement, yeah. I didn't, not a second thought. Yeah. I think it was, and like I said, I knew there wasn't gonna be an issue. Yeah. Even when we, did, we were doing it the other way, if that would have worked, we had a kid, like it would have been an issue. But I think some of the other, when I saw other people struggling and I saw other books about it, you yeah. even were showing me books and like, in case you're, you know, nervous about this, that was the only time it ever entered my head that maybe there was gonna be a concern there.
0: Yeah. Just to kind of like clear up what Heather's talking about, there are books out there for mm-hmm. the non-bio parent to read and none of them are there to scare you it's more of something to use as a tool for more like solidarity and i mean there was a instagrammer who literally just posted a couple days ago saying that she her her wife they got pregnant with an iui so biologically the child was not hers at all and for the first couple weeks she didn't have a bond with her child and she thought oh as soon as i saw the baby it was going to mm-hmm. be instant yeah. and it she's like it was work and for some people it is and mm-hmm. some, for some people it's not all right
1: and i mean it might have been for me too because right. like, like i could i can easily see if those would have worked you have to i mean you have to think about the fact that that first little chunk of time like that baby is surviving on all instinct and just yeah. i need to eat i need to sleep and that kind of stuff and like all of that is provided by you
0: yeah you
1: know the 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 bio parent like yeah. the person who actually like was pregnant and carried that baby so like i can easily see at first it being a little bit of a harsh yeah. for sure yeah. and it might take some work. I mean yeah. that might have been me too. Yeah. It might have been insane. It might not have.
0: Yeah. I've never asked you this. Uh oh. Did you feel a connection to Garrett while I was pregnant?
1: I knew you were going to ask that and absolutely I did. Okay. Yes. As soon as like okay, I didn't know when you first were <laughs> saying I didn't ask you this but as soon as you said did you feel a connection I'm like she's going to say while you were pregnant yes. Yeah. 100% I did. Yeah. Because
0: like I don't know there was like a part of me that like I don't know if I naturally disassociated because of all the issues we had. Like I had a connection to him.
1: Mhm. Oh, I it was for sure was 100%, 100% affected yeah. and changed Yeah, based on everything we were going through with the like just all the issues the with your and pregnancy and, and stuff like that. yeah, it was yeah. like it was almost like another it was just another one of those aspects where it was yeah. like just like when we kept like trying to remove ourselves emotionally from the process because right. we kept getting negative 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 yeah no 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 something wrong something wrong something wrong yeah we were trying to remove ourselves from that and not get our hopes up like how yeah. long did it take us that so we were deciding like we were going to tell people and then yeah. like, we didn't want we weren't even allowing ourselves to be happy when no. you found out that you were pregnant no. like we were so guarded yeah that once you even when you're pregnant we okay like, okay, like Awesome. And then yeah. we were still being very careful. And, like, I started... I was excited. I started yeah. feeling all that, whatever. And then some of the problems started arising. And it was another one of those, like, let's, let's, yeah. let's hit the brakes a little bit. Yeah. You know, I mean, it definitely was affected. So like yeah. I can only imagine how better of a connection it would be if it was a pregnancy that was completely healthy without right. all the ups and downs and that kind of stuff, for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. I think it's, like, interesting, even from, like, being the person carrying, like, the... And I literally was no disassociation because biologically, the baby's not mine. Right. Even right. though there's studies and science that say that even your DNA it's, is yeah, isn't... our DNA is intermingled together for forever. So technically, if you are the non-bio parent, but you are carrying that child, your child, and you both have you both have each other's DNA mm-hmm. in your blood for the rest of your life. So I feel like that is something like comforting for people. So. If you're doing receptacle IVF, just remember that. You're still,
1: obviously, not just because you're physically carrying, but yeah. your DNA is literally what's connecting you to that baby as yeah. well.
0: So. so, I think that's all I have. Even With the pop-up random questions. Pop-up random questions. <laughs> flying by the seat of my pants today. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I wonder, I mean, should you almost, like,
1: leave it open? Like, if anyone has any questions about this kind of stuff, like, yeah. shoot out message, you know, whatever, yeah. and...
0: If you have any questions... We
1: could always do a follow-up one to, to actually answer them yeah. if you get enough questions. Yeah. Otherwise, if it's just, like, a couple here and there, we yeah. just reply with yeah. answers. I mean,
0: if you guys have questions specifically on sperm donors, if you just have questions about mine and Heather's journey in like general. Our experience, yeah. We can definitely do a Q&A. You can always slide into my DMs mm-hmm. on Instagram at Danielle Marie IG or on Instagram at Danielle M Newell. Those are also always tagged down below in the show notes. So you can always check that out. Or if you go to my website at DanielleMarieMedia.com, you can go to the contact me page, send me an email that way, or you can just email me at TTCwhileLGBT at gmail.com. But I just want to say thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you want to be a guest on the show, there is a Google form down in the show notes as well. Or if you can't access it from there, just again, slide into my DMs and I will send that right over to you. I'm going to start doing a guest podcasts starting at the beginning of May. If you're interested in that, reach out. If you have any questions, reach out to me. I can kind of talk you through it as well. And that is all I got for today. So just remember that I love you and don't forget your fertility status is not your worth. And I will talk to you guys next week on TTC while LGBT. Bye guys.